because I feel that the earth is heading for a real transition. Mm. I believe perhaps for real shaking. And we are going to need leaders who have the wisdom to help people to cross. Hello and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, I quite agree with you. In fact, what you're describing is how we really need to do church today uh, or how we need to do community life. Uh, that the gates are open, that you permit people to uh, cross-pollinate. You permit people to uh, even listen to others because, again, you come back to the place where you don't have it all as a leader to uh, actually do what's necessary to bring them to the place of maturity. You know, he gave them, he gave them. Uh, so one of the things we've done is our, in our community is that we've identified people who uh, people can go to. In fact, it, like you said, it's impossible to, to, to manage. It's impossible to tell everybody that you should go here, you shouldn't go there. You, you cannot micromanage people. Yeah. And so yeah. we have people from our community who do listen to other people and they do glean from them. And I would say to you, okay, what have you, what have you learned? How can you come and help us? How can you help your own community now? You see. And, uh, and so the, the, the thing about being versatile, the thing about being open, uh, it's, it's, it's not control is going to become important. Uh, I have learned as a leader that there are issues happening now in the, in the world, because in, in the church world, and I mean the earth, uh, which did not happen 10 years ago that my training did not prepare me for. Mm. Uh, sometimes my own understanding of the scripture did not prepare me for. And mm. it's imperative that I learn to pull on the wisdom of others, the strengths of others, so that we'll be able to help. Because remember, the end, the end product is not to build a big church. The end product is to develop lives. The mm. end product is Christ before. The mm. end product is that people mature. The end product is that they have better families, that they impact their nation. Our vision, so to speak, is the advancement of our nation. Yeah. And yeah. that has to happen by the maturity of the people, by the growth of our families, mm. the development of men, our young people understanding their purpose in life. And so, mm. uh, you know, this is, it, 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 when you have that kind of mindset, it liberates you from the control mentality. It liberates you completely. You see, because again, you the end game is 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 the is the development of people. The end end game is that Christ be formed in us. That we all grow up into Him. We all grow up into Him. And perhaps the time will come when some will have to go off on their own, form ministries of their own, and and develop things on their own. By all means, by all means, if God is doing that, you, in other words, I have people from our assembly who are now in New York, who are in different countries, who are giving expressions of Christ in their part of the world. And by all means, do it. By all means, you know. And I think, as I said, you, uh, we got to teach. We got we to teach. We got to teach. 
And I believe that between you and I, Frederick, we're going to have to do a lot of teaching, a lot of teaching, you know. Um, I'm not sure how, how much of it we can do. I'm trusting that God keeps you alive for a long time and keeps myself alive for a long time. So we can do this thing, you know, uh, because I feel that the earth is heading for a real transition. I believe perhaps for a real shaking. And we are going to need leaders who have the wisdom to help people to cross. We're going to need wisdom to help people to cross. You know, I may be one of them, you may be one of them. But I believe it is essential, 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 you know. And, uh, Perhaps God has been training us with our families. He's been teaching us how to be patient, you know, yeah. how to be loving, how to be caring. Absolutely. Um, yeah. There's certainly a subtlety and a tactfulness that has to be learned. And I think, it, like you said, it's, it's definitely done within the context of family. Um, it does. And, Thank and, you for and, saying that. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Um, uh, one, one more question for you, which I think, I, I really, I, I always ask this towards the end because I think it's really important. And that is, uh, with so much going on in the world around us, why do you think it's important for us to connect and engage with the kingdom, ecclesia, and citizenship? Why, why are those three things going to be so important for the body of Christ going forward? Yeah. Well, like we pointed out before, uh, that there is no local place that is no that's not global, and being in fact, there's a word I heard the other call global, uh, global. That it is what's going on locally is what's happening globally. And as a leader, when I stand to minister to people, I'm talking to people who've been exposed to information from across the globe, and so it's important that we be global in our response. You know, one of the things that I believe that's happening today is that we have information overload so that in, in, in one minute, 60 seconds, somebody can know what's happening in Ukraine. You can know what's happening with the floods with India. You can know what's happening with, in Pakistan. You can know about the, the climate change in the United States. They can know about what's happening with Trump. They know the queen is being buried today. And, and all of that information is coming to them. And it's information overload, and we were not designed to handle that kind of that that immense uh, amount of information at the same time. So that again, part of my job as a leader is to bring perspective, help people to understand, but also to understand that uh, we are dealing with situations that uh, that are global, and there's no local church that has that has not been influenced by what's happening globally. Hence, it's important that we do draw from others. I need to hear what the brothers in Africa are doing. I need to hear what the brothers in the United States are doing. I need to hear what you in England uh, are doing. And it's important that we connect these things. In fact, that's one of the things we're doing right now. And in fact, I'm hoping one day we can bring you onto our call to talk to our people. Because in my mind, one of the things I want to do is to give people a broader picture uh, than the picture they're seeing now, you know. Uh, for example, Habakkuk is faced with a with a, a a problem where Judah and Jerusalem are rebelling against God. He's looking at the 
of the murder, the sacrilege that's happening in his own society. God says, I'm going to send the wicked Babylonians to correct Judah and Jerusalem. That creates a further perplexity. Mm. But then he climbs into his high tower. He goes into an elevated position to get elevated sight. And as a consequence of that, God says, he shows him that the earth is being filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And as a result of that, he says, okay, I'm beginning to understand now, Lord. Now let the earth be silent. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let the earth be silent. So his perspective of what is happening has changed. His response has changed. And I think that one of the things we've got to do, even, well, first of all, with, the, with us as leaders, but even the people, is to show, is to bring a position of elevated sight. Uh, mm. to expose people to, to speak to leaders who are hearing something I'm not hearing, who are seeing something I'm not seeing. And, you know, uh, it is no, uh, it, it means nothing to me. It's not taking anything away from me. In fact, my objective, like I say, is your maturity and your development. And I look forward to exposing you to different ones in different parts of the earth. There are those who probably need my perspective uh, so mm. that they will see things uh, more clearly. And so this collaboration is going to become important. In fact, it's going to become more important because, like I said, the, the world is more global and stuff is happening uh, that's outside of our communities that's impacting our communities. You know, uh, the price of oil and gas has gone up in the world, but for some reason our country prospers because we, we produce gas and oil, you know, and that is for this point in time. But everything is within, you know, what's happening locally is affected by what's happening globally. And I think it is imperative that we connect with each other. Uh, this is no day to be alone. Water in does alone. Yes, the scripture says he's put the solitary in families, you know. And like we said, the, the family structure is key to understanding the kingdom. For me, there is no other illustration in the earth that really resembles the kingdom like the family. Mm. You know, because in a place there is collaboration, there's nurturing, there is even discipline, but there is there's development. There's the end result is that we all mature, you know. So uh, yes, we will need we will need the input of many, 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 you know. And I would dare say even the people who we consider not even relevant, you know, may be relevant in this hour. People mm. that even uh, who we think they do not have a current word, we can we can learn from their experience. Mm. Because as we build, we must understand what were the mistakes of those in the past. Where did they go wrong? Why did the Pentecostal movement uh began to shape itself after the paradigm of the Roman church. What insecurities existed in their heart uh, so that they felt they needed to go back to an old paradigm of leadership? Why couldn't we trust God uh, to, to develop a, a new structure, a structure that perhaps he has in mind that we have not seen in our minds? <clears throat> you, see, you see what I'm talking about? Because mm. I believe... With every wrong structure in the earth, uh, at, the, at the heart of it sometimes is insecurity. It's fear, mm -hmm. you see. Uh, the desire 
not to make a mistake, you know, you know. And so these are some things in my heart, Frederick. I hope that helps. No, it does. It absolutely helps. I think, and I go back to something you said at the beginning, which was this idea about the fact that we, we each are a jigsaw piece in a, in a larger picture. And probably the most important thing is that we, rather than trying to be the whole picture, we need to configure ourselves or allow ourselves to be configured to shape with others in a way that just simply allows commonwealth to flow. Um, And I I think that certainly, you know, that's why over the years my perspective has changed, um, even in terms of the way that the community is, 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 is defines itself and grows, you know, I think my perspective on it has become, how do I build society and community? That's mm-hmm. been my perspective. And, yeah. and just mentioned, how do you bring people up to that vision? Especially when, you know, they've got their day-to-day lives that they're living in. You know, yeah. there is, after salvation, there is life. And, and that can be really traumatic and difficult for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And you, as I mentioned, add the layers in of their past, their history, their daily struggles and their difficulties, sometimes maintaining that vision of the kingdom, even though we know it's a priority in order to get through it, sometimes it's very difficult for others to do because of their level of maturity. So yeah. there's yeah. Something, something to be said about a leadership that comes from diverse places and feeds into that local body. There's just something yeah. to be said about how, how liberating that can be for the local body. To experience that, yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 so that local body isn't shaped by one person's identity or charisma, rather mm-hmm. it's shaped by truly shaped by the the graces, the offices, and the graces coming through that are dynamic. Um, that can cause the community to become more dynamic. Yeah. That, that, that's very interesting, you know. And, and as you as you keep as you talk about that. My mind is going back to the book of Habakkuk, where it says the vision is for an appointed time. <laughs> that uh, what you see is not unreal. What you see is true, but it's for an appointed time. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably just a little bit of Bible here. You know, the book of Deuteronomy talks about three seasons when the Jews were supposed to gather. One was a Passover, one was a Pentecost, and the other the Feast of Tabernacles, and. Uh, and, and we've seen historically the church being exposed to Passover, the death of Jesus. We all understand salvation by grace under Luther's movement. And then we understand uh, the, the Feast of Weeks, or the Feast of Pentecost. And we saw what happened even with the Pentecostal outpouring. But I believe we're headed for a third season, the season of the Feast of Tabernacles, which is a season of ingathering. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, is a season of liberty. And within the, the context of the Feast of Tabernacles is the year of Jubilee. And in that year of Jubilee, slaves were set free. There was economic restoration. There was a restoration of property. The restoration of that which was lost. And that was a season uh, that, that occurred in the life of the Jews. They understood it. But, but for the church, it is a season that we are yet embracing. And I believe that we are close upon that season. And I believe that Habakkuk says, wait for it. 
the vision has an appointed time. He says something interesting. He says, he's, and as uh, reading, I think the Living Bible, he says, even though it seems to be long wait for it, be patient for it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, understand that the vision must be written in your heart. Uh, Paul says, you are epistles easily read of men. That I'm going to write this word inside of your heart. In other words, I want to make it a reality in you first before mm-hmm. the people catch it. So that the vision is not is going to, not going to be written on the marketplace, not something may be seen in the marketplace, but it will be seen through the lives of the people. And that to me is a message of the new covenant. The new covenant is not carved on stone, it's carved and etched into the hearts of people. That mm-hmm. a new people, they are the new covenant. They are a picture of where God is going. In other words, if I can't get it in my heart, God can't go there. Mm-hmm. For, for God to go there has got to be carved in our heart. And God mm-hmm. says to Habakkuk, even though it seems that the Babylonians are upon you, and even though it seems as if the destruction of Jerusalem is at hand, I want you to see the vision of Ecclesia. I want you to see the vision of what I'm building. See the vision of where I'm going, because that's where I am going. Uh, does that mean that we just sit down and fold our arms? No, I don't believe so. I believe we have to give expression to every dimension of kingdom that we can. But mm-hmm. I also know that we give expression out of what we have seen in our own hearts. Otherwise, we get back to works. We get back to being under the law. Yeah. Because I can I can say to people, you know, uh, give me a thousand dollars so I can send it to another brother in Zambia who is in need. They may they may do it, but it, it it doesn't come from their heart. It doesn't It's not something that they see because they're still under the system. But I do believe as we teach people, as we instruct people, as we as we give expression to the kingdom of God in our own lives, those things will become very, very real. Very, very real. You know, it's like I grew up in a culture where we were taught that education was wrong and even going to university was, was evil because, um, you know, Jesus is coming very soon and everybody goes to university backslides. When we made the shift, when we made the shift, it was a significant shift. We began to pray for our young people to go into universities. We began to pray for them to win scholarships. And one particular year, several of them won scholarships all at once. Hmm. Those young people are now invading the systems. And one of the one of those young people is a young lady who is a uh, who's a doctor in the central region of our country, and she is the head of that department. She comes out of the church. And what we did as a church is that we supported her when she was in med school. We bought her books. We bought her, we paid for a room and board and, and made sure she had fees and everything. It, it was a big, it was a big deal. But our vision had, had gotten to the place where we felt that we needed to do this. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and we made it happen. And since then, it's been happening to a number of other young people. But it became our reality. Yeah. It became our reality. You see, and, and and that's why I feel we've got to teach it. We got to teach it aggressively. You know, and pray for us teachers because we really do need the grace of God to teach this. Because it's more difficult to unlearn than it is to learn. Yeah. You know, you know, 
I'll, I'll hold it. I know your time is upon you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, oh, we could easily go on for hours in this conversation. Oh, my um, word, my word. <laughs> but I think that that's why, that's why I've really enjoyed meeting you on the, on the Global Kingdom conversation. And I think that, okay. um, obviously, I'm the type of person where I like to, I can talk and talk and talk, but at the same time, I want to say, okay, how are we going to act? What are we going to do next? How are we going to make right. this a some of this vision yeah. of reality in our experience, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know we're going in that direction. And it's, and it's why I wanted, for me, pa I'm passionate, as I told, I've mentioned before, I, I think in Restore Citizenship, our goal is, is develop, uh, I call it um, platforms designed by citizens for citizens. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the goal. So for me, it's always about what our channels are always about inviting and bringing citizens onto those channels so that it's not one person or two people. It's a, it's a range yeah. of people with different experiences, bringing their Commonwealth into, into the, into the light essentially for others to engage with and listen to and hear. Um, and I, and I think that it's in that, it's in that environment that we can move things very quickly. Um, and so that, that's what excites me the most. Um, and with some of the things we're doing with, for example, Citizens Academy, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm hoping down the line to also have you on as well, it's, the, it's that type of thing where, um, for me, it's more about, I realize that the wealth of the kingdom has to be channeled rather than stored. Um, yes. And so the yes. key thing is, yes. how do I channel that? And you mentioned it. You said it um, quite bluntly, but I think it's important. There are, there are plenty of people I'm speaking to who are, you know, further down the line in terms of age and have, have so much experience and knowledge and wisdom. And we've got to capture that. We've got to That's capture right. that. We've got to make sure That's it's available, right. you know, because we don't know, a, you know, a time. You know, I'm, I'm 47 years of age. I always say to people, when you hit 40, you start counting down. You're not counting up any longer. You know? <laughs> it, becomes about, it becomes about how well are you using those years for the Lord? You know, um, so I think certainly for me, we've got the technology to be able to harness the knowledge and the wisdom so for the next generation, make sure it's available and, and don't lose any of it. And I think that that's also been something which I think, you know, the covenant is not just about the calling into it. It's about the keeping of it. Yes. You know? um, yes. And so yes. much of these things that we are, you mentioned earlier, it's not always, it's not just taught, it's also caught as well. These sure. things have a technology that's a lot more flexible to deal with, not just the teaching, but also the court, the capping of it. That's right. And the idea that you can, you can teach on something profound and some of the things you've said today, which are really profound, that can be captured and somebody in any part of quadrant of this globe can pick it up and it can revolutionize their life and help them. For me, that's exciting because I've always, for me, what's made this thing so passionate about me, is, uh, passionate, is this idea that I wonder what will happen if the seed of the kingdom's planted here. Yes. What, what could yes. be the outcome? If the kingdom, the ecclesia, and the citizenship are invested in this area, we don't know what we could see. We know it's going to be beyond our imagination, but it's going to be exciting nonetheless yeah. to see what um, yeah. it's, it's difficult, it's going to be challenging a seed must go to the, you know, go into the ground and die, there is always that suffering but there's also That's the true. glory on the other side of that and that the for glory, me yeah. gets me. it's like wow, you know what could spring forth, you know in my son's generation as he's getting older 
it's a it's going to be a whole new level for them in terms of the dimensions of the kingdom. That's right. The power of the ages to yeah. come that they bring into the earth. And so for me, the, the more I do this, the more happy, the more peaceful and content I become, knowing that I'm helping to serve the kingdom uh, through to others. So I want to thank you, thank yeah. you so much, Kelvin, for being on this call. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I know you're busy. <laughs> well. Let me say this, Frederick. I really appreciate you. I appreciate the uh, the advanced thinker that you are. Um, do not take for granted what you're doing or who you are. Uh, there are perhaps very few people who are thinking along these lines or who can connect the dots and take us to the next step. You know, I believe you're one of those. I believe you're one of those that will connect the dots and take us to the next step. And perhaps it is not by chance that you're living in the United Kingdom. Mm. You know. So here you are in the United Kingdom, and God is birthing kingdom realities and kingdom thoughts in your heart. So my prayer is that what you do goes beyond the the sphere of concepts to become reality, to become mm. something to be walked out in. And I really pray that in our lifetime, and I don't think we need to die, but I believe in our lifetime, we'll begin to see some of these things. You know, mm. I'll tell you what, one of the things in my mind, with the way God is accelerating this stuff, you know, he brings it upon us and our hearts are not ready to take it to the next level. That is concerning to me. I'm being mm. honest with you, that's concerning to me, you know, and it makes me want to study more it makes me want to hear him more because the way things are accelerating, I believe there are much, there are greater things ahead for us in our lifetime, you know. Mm. But I want to thank you for inviting me. I want to thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed my time here. Thank you for, for allowing us to think outside the box. You know, this was very important, you know. So I appreciate that, my friend. And it is a pleasure to meet with you here. Bless you, and and I'll see you on probably on Thursday. Yes, I will do my my best on, on Thursday. I have another Zoom call on Thursday later on, and I will do my utmost to be on. I'll do my utmost. And please, uh, if you are having anything online, invite me in. Just let me know. Send me an invite. Okay, I tell you what we have a uh, we have a currently we have a, a Zoom on Thursday night. I've got a brother out of Colombia. His name is Dustin Noseworthy. And he is, and we're currently teaching on the last days. We're dealing with issues of eschatology. Right. And, okay. uh, you know, and we have people joining us from, obviously, all over the globe. We have people coming in from, uh, from Canada, the United States, of course, all over the Caribbean. And we have some friends from Africa and different places. And um, I think it'll be something good for you to come in and you may be able to bring dimensions to us that I believe that will be very, very helpful. And perhaps uh, at some time, even be able to, to talk to us and share your heart with us. I think those things will be important. You know? Absolutely. So I look forward to it, my friend. All right. So take care and greet your, your family for us and your son for us. <laughs> I will do. Okay. All right. Uh, how, so how old is he, by the way? How old is he, by he's the way? He's 16. Okay, good. Well, I tell you, I have three boys. And I have a love for boys, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, I have a love. I mean, 
They will stretch you. They will stretch you. But there's nothing like a a boy. There's nothing. He's very very special. I mean, I have a girl. She's special too. But boys will will stretch you. They, how how old will is the boy? You, but my eldest is thirty, and uh, he he's the one that went to medical school. He graduated. He's now a medical doctor. Uh, I have uh, one that's twenty. 22, no, 23. Another one's 24. Uh, one of them has gone into the field of law, went into engineering, you know. And uh, the, the girl, she's, but she's in medical school as well. She's in Ireland, you know. Okay. And uh, she's very scientifically minded. She's, she's another zone by herself, <laughs> you know. But God has blessed her. And, um, and so we have our plate full. We have a very full plate, my wife and I. Juggling and you know and doing all that we have to do, you know. But nice talking, Frederick. Nice talking. Definitely. So bless you. Thank okay. you so much. And we'll definitely yeah. connect. Let's connect. God bless you, Frederick. Appreciate you. All man. right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com to download your free ebook. See you soon.